Hello, welcome to Sisterly Talk, uh, the podcast where we talk about how to navigate life as young women. So I'm Audrey, uh, and I'm with my sister Amy. Amy, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm fine, thanks. Uh, thank you to the listeners for being here on the second episode. Yeah, thank you so much for coming back to us. So maybe it's your first time being here. So thank you for being here with us today uh, and listen to our little sisterly chat. Um, mm -hmm. So in today's episode, we want to talk about how we set boundaries. Very important topic, actually. So important to care for yourself and being able to set boundaries. And setting boundaries has many benefits and we are trying to discuss during this episode how we can set boundaries with people around us why it's important to set boundaries uh, with people around you um, i think really the first thing is just to improve the relationships we have with our family colleagues friends and improve our self-esteem feeling that you are not constantly being uh, walked over feeling that you have space for yourself, uh, feeling that you're not overgiving or that you have a voice. So it's really important in how you're going to interact with people to set boundaries. It's going to improve your relationship with those people. And it's also going to improve your own self-esteem to be able to say, you know, I am capable of saying no, I am capable of having my own opinion and managing my own time, my own space, my own energy. Uh, and it's actually really important to have space to grow and be vulnerable, you know, when you set those boundaries so you're not constantly available for others. Setting boundaries is first having the right to say no without feeling guilty. It's having the right to make mistakes. It's having the right not to meet other people's expectations And you can set boundaries with many people. You can set boundaries with your friends, with your family, with your partner, with your colleagues, really with anybody you interact with. Uh, you should be able to set those boundaries. They would be different. Uh, they will be at different levels, but you should be able to do that. And it's also important to acknowledge that setting boundaries might also feel difficult depending on your background and how you were raised. I think as women, for instance, it's, It tends to be a bit more difficult. We are being raised to please people around us. We are people pleaser. Um, if you also maybe come from a particular ethnic background, so for instance, us, you know, we we our family is, has a Caribbean background. So the notion in our family of what's healthy or not boundary is different, and we struggle with that. You know, with Caribbean mm -hmm. parents uh, <laughs> growing up in France with a different set of values. Uh, and it, of course, the way we were setting boundaries was a bit different than maybe if you have a European background or if you have a Chinese background or, you know, whatever your background is, but that will actually also influence um, how you interact with your family members. And really, the, the last thing to say is that you can set boundaries on many different things. You can set boundaries about your personal space. Um, for instance, you have a roommate and you don't want your roommate to just come into your room without asking. <laughs> it could be setting boundaries on your emotions uh, and your thoughts, you know, just, you know, putting a stop when people are really overbearing on your emotions, on your mental health. 
um, you can also set boundaries around time and energy. It's just not giving away all your free time to some people or to do something. Um, and you can also set boundaries you know, based on your culture, your religion, your personality. It's, uh, oh, I don't want to drink alcohol or... I, for me, it's really important uh, to have free time on Friday. Or for me, it's really important to be able to work out three times a week. And I need to set boundaries to with the people around me to be able to do that. Um, so you can set boundaries on really many, many elements of your life uh, with many people around you. And the most important thing to understand is that once you set boundary, you have to keep to it but it doesn't mean that it's not flexible. The boundaries that you've had when you were 25 years old may be different than when you are 35 years old. It's perfectly fine. Your boundaries might change with time and they might be flexible. But once you set it at this point in time, you need to stick to it. And so we're going to explore a little bit more all of that uh, today. Uh, But probably the first question to ask ourselves is, are you a people pleaser? Yeah, it's an important question to ask yourself um, and most importantly, to be aware of the reasons why uh, you would say yes to someone. The point here is not that saying yes is a bad thing, um, but you have to be aware of the why you say yes. I'd like to kind of put the yeses uh, in two categories, the healthy yes and the unhealthy yes. If you say yes because it makes you happy, because you have the time, energy, or right mindset to help out someone, if you just want to help and support people who matter to you, keep saying yes. That's a healthy yes in these cases, and they are not detrimental to you in any way. However, if you say yes, because you think it's going to make you matter more in the eyes of the person you say yes to, because you don't want to hurt someone's feeling, or because you think it's just gonna get you out of an even trickier situation, then you should try to be more conscious about the reasons why you say yes. Saying yes because you have low self-esteem and you think someone's going to like you more for saying yes is not right. At best, this person will never hurt your feelings, uh, but at worst, they'll keep taking advantage of you uh, without ever giving back and then leave you on the side once they got what they wanted from you. Insecurities, loneliness, low self-esteem should not be the reasons why you say yes to people. This will just drain you out, believe me. This might also, in some cases, eventually get you hurt, whether it's emotionally or in some cases physically too. There is this very well-known proverb in France that says, one person's freedom ends where another's begin. And I think it's a very important concept to live by, uh, whether it's setting boundaries uh, yourself or respecting the boundaries of people around you. It's really really a two-way thing. Yes, absolutely. And I think really the first thing to do is really get to know your limits. Because, you know, sometimes we wish, oh, I wish I had set my boundaries. I wish I had said no to that situation, to that invite. One of the ways you can decide who would stay and who would leave your circle of friends or relations uh, is by engaging in in a discussion uh, with these people. Clearly tell them that 
they are stepping over your boundaries and that you want to talk about it. Here you will face two types of reactions. The person might be open to discussion and might try to understand why they did wrong and maybe eventually change their behavior. But then you also have the type of people who will absolutely deny that they are doing something wrong, who will probably raise their voice, uh, who will put uh, the blame on you maybe, who will try to gaslight you. And these are the people you might want to be careful with and maybe eventually uh, <laughs> get out of your life. Yeah, I think, you know, it always sounds very harsh when you say those type of things. Um, or you're going to exclude people from your life. You know, it sounds, oh my God, like a big, big mm. monster thing to do. And maybe if we say it, okay, no, you know, more normal day-to-day you know if you just take a step back and think about it in a day-to-day thing it's just okay uh, I have that and now I know my limit you know we, we talked about it I understand what my boundaries are uh, we know that you can't change others you have to change yourself and part of changing yourself is being able to address you know uh, those limits that you have with the people around you mm-hmm. um, and then you'll see how they react you know and as I as we said you know we can't change others but maybe you know sometimes people do or say stuff that they don't necessarily realize and when you tell them that they could be mortified and be oh my god I'm so sorry I didn't realize I was doing that and then it's perfectly fine and you have a healthy conversation and um, you just actually have an even if a stronger relationship or you know as Amy said they're going to react badly and then you're going to say, maybe I need to take my distances, take my with that person. And it doesn't mean that you have to fight. It doesn't mean you have to argue, but you're just going to slowly retreat and and just realize that maybe uh, that person is causing you more trouble than is bringing and adding on to your life. And actually, I have a good example of that myself with a situation that happened to me a few years ago. So the situation was uh, actually at work uh, with a colleague. And so I had been working in that company for a couple of years, maybe two, three years. And there was that new colleague, you know, in the office. And uh, she was brand new in, t- in, in London. I live in London. Um, in the UK and she had just arrived. She's also a foreigner. She's not French, but she's also coming from another country. And she was brand new to the UK, brand new to London. She didn't know anybody. Um, and she basically reached out and said, oh, let's go for drinks, after work drinks, you know, and, and just go out and explore the city, etc." And I completely related to her feeling, you know, on being in a new city and not knowing lots of people and trying to make friends. So I was really willing to go out with her a couple of times after work, go for a drink, having a little chit chat, because I was exactly in that same situation when I arrived first uh, and I didn't know anyone. Mm. So we did. Uh, we went a couple of times for drinks after work. Um, and I realized pretty quickly that things were not... <laughs> really working for me and it was not easy it it wasn't easy and I think you know as I said she would not necessarily take no for an answer but I think at at some point you know when you just maintain your boundaries and we'll talk about it a bit later on but I just maintained I said okay this is enough now I'm going to say a proper no and I'm going to stick to it I'm not going to change my mind and eventually 
that person slowly got out of my life, you know, because I was mm. feeling so stressed, so uh, anxious when I was meeting her. And I think I, that's why I really at some point decided to set those boundaries because I really acknowledge my feelings. And I realized, okay, every time I meet with that person, I feel miserable at the end. We're going for a drink, we spend two hours together, and at the end of it, I feel miserable. I feel drained. I feel that she's been overstepping constantly, trying to make me do things that I don't want to do, trying to make me talk about things I don't want to talk about. I need to stop that. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, that was a really good example of how to uh, set boundaries. It's really, really complicated when you want to have a friendship with someone, but yeah, they're just pushing you and pushing you. And at some point you have to stop being too nice and yeah, really set those boundaries. I actually had a, a bit of a, I wouldn't say it was as weird of a situation as yours, um, but it was a bit of an uncomfortable situation um, with a friend of mine. So last year I went back to France to celebrate my birthday with my closest friends. Um, a long story short, I also decided to invite uh, an old friend from university who was uh, who I was really close to. It was basically her, a friend of mine and me uh, as a tight group of friends back then. Uh, so I invited her, uh, we had a, a lot of fun, it was cool. Um, but also my friends and I have this ability to talk about the most serious stuff uh, and then switch back to just having fun and enjoying the moment. Um, and back then I was going through a burnout at work. I was going through the worst uh, anxiety, anxiety uh, and depression I've ever had uh, in my life. And so I opened up um, about this with my friends. Uh, also realized that, yeah, I was not the only one feeling very bad at that point so yeah it just made us even closer actually um but anyways after this event this friend i reconnected with knew about my current situation and about a month after that a month and a half she contacted me online sent me a message in the lines of oh hi i know you're not feeling well but i need a favor uh and i was like okay I haven't seen you in a while last time I saw you okay we had fun but you know you know what I'm feeling now <laughs> so one and you know asking something from you after all this time and just seeing each other once is a bit of it's a bit weird and given that she still lives in France and I um I was back in Berlin I knew that whatever she would ask me was not a matter of life or death that it was not super important or anything yet I know the old me would have been like, ah, don't worry, it's okay. Yeah, I'm feeling bad, but you know, I can help you. Tell me what you want me to do for you. But the new me who was um, recovering just said, yeah, I'm not feeling great now. Um, so, you yeah, know, thanks for understanding, but I cannot help you right now. And my friend, she didn't do it bad. She said, oh, okay, sure, no problem. Get well soon. She actually, you know, she was nice about it. She was not one of those people who were, you know, who blocked me or who got angry or whatever. Um, but yeah, I had 
the courage to just yeah acknowledge my feelings feelings that yeah I was just not feeling well I was in a bad space uh, mentally and I just didn't want to take on someone else's stuff whatever she had to ask me to do <laughs> uh, and yeah it was uh, actually liberating to realize that I had finally stopped being someone who puts her feelings and emotions after those of uh, friends who ask something of me uh, so that was actually yeah I felt strong and like in control uh, and that actually yeah didn't change anything to my relationship with her a few months after that we chatted again got some news uh, and everything was fine so yeah you have to acknowledge your feelings and be open about what you feel and people the good people the right people will understand absolutely and I think what she said on she was absolutely absolutely fine with it and you just yeah. chatted a few months after and as if mm -hmm. nothing happened. And I think it's so important to say that, that sometimes we fear, oh, I'm going to lose my friends. They're going to be upset at me. If I don't go babysit my nephew, my brother will never talk to me again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think, you know, those fears, we need you know, to calm them down. And it's not easy again. We need to realize that actually people appreciate, you know, when you put boundaries. And they're like, oh, okay, that's nice. You know, I'm, I'm interacting with someone who, who know who they are, someone who value their time and energy. So in response, it means that when they want to see me and when they want to spend time with me or do me a favor, it's really because they appreciate me and because they are making the time for me instead of they just say yes to anyone anyway. So even for me as a friend, knowing that I have a friend who's putting boundaries makes me appreciate them even more. And it's something we have to understand. And if you're in a situation with the person you're putting boundaries with, just as Amy said before, and they start getting angry and upset, etc., really ask yourself, okay, but what am I getting out of that relationship? Whether it's a friendship, a love relationship, Sometimes, of course, you can't get out of it if it's your parents, uh, if it's your mom. It's more difficult. But you can still find ways. You're not going to kick out your mother entirely from her life. Maybe you can. I don't know. I know everybody's different. Uh, and maybe in some cases, it is required, you know, if it's really too much. But I understand that with family, it's, it's difficult to say, okay, I don't need that person in my life. There is... A middle point it's not necessarily oh that person needs to be out of my life or I need to say yes all the time and just accept anything there's a middle point on okay my sister is too difficult she's not respecting my boundaries I can't do anything when instead of seeing her every weekend maybe see her once a month you know and instead of spending a full weekend with her maybe see her just once a month for an afternoon And, and that's, that's how, you know, you start setting boundaries. You know, it doesn't have to be an extreme thing. And really, imagine how your life would be different if you set boundaries. Think about last week. All those times that you didn't set boundaries with people. All those times you said yes. All those times you did things you didn't want to do. What would have happened? How would your week have been if you had said no, if you had set boundaries? Try to picture yourself how your life would be if you were able to put boundaries. 
And I think it's going to be an incredible way to motivate yourself when you start to think about, oh, if I had said no to that, if I hadn't done that thing, if I had better managed my own energy and my own time, my own space, how would I have felt that way? I would have had time for this that I really value. I would have been able to spend time with that person that I really wanted to see, etc. Or I would have just been able to be home and rest. Just think about how your life could be if you were setting boundaries the appropriate way. And it's going really to give you almost a target and a goal, a motivation, and helping you understand how good life could be. When it comes to setting boundaries, after everything we said, at the end of the day, you have to be direct and assertive. You just have to say it. You know, there's not a million ways to do it. <laughs> and, and again, you know, it doesn't have to be aggressive. It doesn't have to be mean. Um, and I think we really need to take the, those feelings out of our head that if I say, no, I'm mean or I'm rude or I'm, um, I'm not considerate. No, you're just setting boundaries and it's perfectly fine. So you have to be direct. You have to be assertive and you just have to tell people. Again, not easy, but it's the only way. So it starts with, you know, just saying people are, oh, I can't make it on Friday evening. I'll see you next week. Saying your mother-in-law was constantly coming, you know, to your house. Uh, would you mind sending me a text uh, before coming over? Or would you be okay not coming on Tuesdays and Thursdays because those days I'm busy? And just simple, you know? You don't have to go into lengthy explanations. You just be direct, assertive, and say the way it is. Mm, it's really important. It's about yeah, communicating by just saying things. Uh, and I think what's also important is to pay attention to the way you say those things. Um, you have to learn to say no without giving a reason and without feeling like you have to justify yourself. As someone who likes to stay home, I would always feel the need to justify myself when I didn't accept an invitation to a party, to whatever event. Um, and I would be like, sorry, and followed by an excuse or an actual fact, but a justification of any type. There is this combination of apologizing yourself and justifying yourself. And you should not have to do this. The way I changed my response to an invitation when I just don't want to go is that I say, thanks for the invitation, but I will not be coming. Thanks, but shows that you are being grateful that the person, you know, thought about you for going for drinks, the housewarming party, the event, whatever the event is. You are appreciate of this invitation and you might want to go next time, you know. It doesn't mean you don't ever, ever want to be invited again and that your no is a definitive no, as Audra said earlier. Setting boundaries and saying no can always be flexible as long as it is a choice that you make for yourself without feeling guilty for it or without feeling pressured, you know. Saying sorry makes you sound guilty for yeah, something you should not feel guilty for. You should not blame yourself and just be thankful instead. You have to do this active work on yourself to switch from this negative point of view 
to a more positive one from sorry to thanks but you know yeah i really like that changing the story the sorry for thank you it's really important and i think It probably applies a bit more when you're setting boundaries in terms of, you know, invitation, time, and then, you know, can you come help me paint the house tomorrow? Uh, thank you for thinking of me, but I can't do it, or, you know, whatever it is. Sometimes when you have to set, I'll take again the example of the roommate uh, coming into your room all the time and announce without even knocking on the door, just opening the door. In that case, you, you won't even say thank you. You just have to say it. <laughs> but um, but sure. I guess, you know, in, in some cases, the thank you is also nice because people uh, will understand, you know, oh, okay, they're, they're just busy. And really not giving excuses all the time. You don't have to justify yourself. You don't have to tell people what you do with your free time. They, you don't owe them an explanation. Yeah. If I'm telling you, Uh, I cannot come tomorrow afternoon to your three years old uh, daughter's birthday. I'm just not going. And I'm just not going because I, maybe I just don't want to. <laughs> maybe because I have other plans. Uh, but you don't have to tell people why. You don't have, I mean, what you do of your Saturday afternoon is your choice. And you do not owe people an explanation and of what you do with your time. And I think it's very important to understand that. It's your time, it's not theirs. It's your space, it's your energy, it's mm. your feelings, your emotions, not theirs. And I think you have to let your behavior speak for you, not your words. As I mentioned, you're going to say no, you're going to decline this or that, you're going to set boundaries on please do not come in my room and announce. Please do not come every day to see my kids and announce to your mother-in-law, etc. whatever it is. But at some point, some people will not understand the no or the boundary setting. Uh, they will ask for explanation. They will ask for reasons why you're not doing this or that. And they will even sometimes even push you to apologize for whatever reason they think you should apologize for. At some point, you could spend time talking and talking and talking and arguing, but it's not worth it. And as I said before, you can't change others. You have to change yourself. So you have to change your attitude. So your behavior will speak for itself. You will use the words at the beginning. And if people insist, you have to let your behavior speak for yourself. So you say, listen, I said, I can't do this. And that's the way it is. And you end the conversation and you just don't show up. And that's it. And you don't engage into back and forth texting, back and forth explanations. And it's tempting, especially nowadays. We know we love the, <laughs> you know, the digital endless conversation and I'm going to tweet at you and you're going to tweet me back and we're going to have back and forth uh, text exchanges or on WhatsApp or whatever you're using. <laughs> um, it's just not worth it you're just wasting your energy uh, and again when you actually engage in that back and forth you're actually showing the person that maybe there's a way to break that boundary maybe mm, there's a little there's something mm -hmm. a little here bridge. open a little mm -hmm. bridge exactly that they can bridge that that wall that you've put so just don't engage you know just say okay i said no this is it and i will just not show up to whatever event you said no or 
your mother-in-law constantly showing up you said okay you cannot come on thursdays if she shows up on thursday you have to say again listen it's not possible i'm i'm busy now and maybe turn her away Ooh, sounds really difficult <laughs> that doesn't sound easy but you have to let your behavior it's your behavior you say the words and then it's your behavior showing it The behavior speaks louder than the words. Exactly. Because then people will say she actually means what she says. And I think I'll take again, you know, the example, the story I said before about that ex-colleague of mine, you know, who just would not understand the no. So it was a very good example of letting your behavior speak for itself. I kept on saying no. She kept on inviting me to all the things. And she was very, very insisting and just overbearing. And uh, she just would not take a no as an answer. Because, you know, again, you know, it's easy to say, just say, just say it, you know, just be direct, be assertive, just say it. But some people genuinely will not take it. And that was the, that example with that colleague. She would just not take a no. She would not understand and she would insist and insist and insist. At some point, you know, I said no once, twice, four times, five times. And at some point, I just stopped engaging and you no know, going into that back and forth on texting. Um, I never gave her reasons or why I, I wouldn't want to go to those events she was inviting me to. I think that the most I said was just I was not interested, which was the truth, you mm -hmm. know, I was just not interested. Um, also as a way to make her understand that it's not worth inviting me to those type of things because I'm just not interested. Mm -hmm. And I would just not show up. I would not change my position. And I would, most of all, I would maintain my boundaries. And I think it's so important because I think, you know, when you say no three times, four times, then at the end, the person insists and you end up by saying yes, then no, ah, she doesn't really say, she doesn't really mean it when she says uh -huh. no. So maintain your boundaries, maintain it. And the first few times they will still try to make you break your boundaries. But then after three times, three occurrences, four times, they will understand, okay, now I know, I have witnessed the behavior that when she says no, she actually means it. So maintain your boundaries and make your behavior speak for, yourself, for itself. That's how I did, for instance, with that ex-colleague. I kept on saying no, assuming she wouldn't understand. And then at the end of the day, I didn't need to say no five times because she would just not insist anymore. <laughs> she would understand that when I say no, it's no. And be, you know, really self-aware of how it makes you feel because you will feel guilty. I felt extremely guilty, actually, in that example of my ex-colleague. Because again, I could relate so much, you know, to her own experience, you know, being new in a city, not knowing lots of people, um, wanting to make friends. I was exactly in the same situation as she was. And I felt really guilty because I thought, I'm not a nice person. Um, I'm not a good friend. But at the end of the day, I realized, okay, I need also to safeguard my own space. I need to make self-care a priority. And it's caring for my mental health, my physical health. I need to take care of myself first. Because at the end of the day, the guilt that I feel is more bearable than the feeling that I will have after spending two hours with her. And that's how I made my choice. Yes, I do feel guilty, but I know I will feel way worse if I actually go there, spend that time, and come back home feeling bad. So I will 
be self-aware, I will bear that feeling, I will acknowledge that feeling that I have, that guilt, and I will understand that I need to take care of myself first. And I think, you know, self-care is a priority. You know, you have to take care of yourself to be able to actually to be a good friend, to be a good mother, to be a good partner, to be a good colleague. And what I mean self-care, it's both mental care, mental health, but also physical. For instance, you know, your boundary could be, let's take again the example, you know, of uh, your friend who wants to go out and party five times a week. Maybe you can't do it because your self-care is actually physical care, uh, physical health. Maybe you cannot drink that often, or maybe you need eight hours of sleep, or maybe you need 10 hours of sleep. Maybe... Um, you are just tired, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, you know, self-care is mental health, but it's also physical health. I mean, you can't go out because you want to go for a run in the morning, the day after, and you know that you won't be able to do it. And you know that that physical health aspect for you is very important. So making self-care a priority, whether it is mental or physical health, is very important. Yeah, self-care is uh, definitely an important thing to take into account. Like this is your free time, this is your mental health, this is your physical health. So yeah, you have to make the choices that work best for you. Uh, and especially in the situation uh, with your ex-colleague, yeah, that was clearly not healthy to put that free time and energy into something that would make you feel miserable and stressed out and yeah, just uncomfortable at the end. That's really, yeah, really not how any type of meeting with friends should end up. <laughs> It should be all about good vibes, having fun. Um, yeah. Feeling well, feeling like, you know, you learned something. I don't know. You have to be aware of uh, these types of dynamics that you have in several of those relationships So don't be scared or even ashamed of seeking that help and support around you. Um, that those advice that you can get, that guidance, because all it will result in is to make you grow and very probably will also help you in the future relationships that you have or even the existing ones, uh, just making better choices because you will see these patterns and you will be able to act in the best way possible for you yes actually seeking support is really important because sometimes all you need is just somebody's else voice to assert your feelings and your thoughts and the fact that you are setting boundaries i think again about the example you know of that ex-colleague i actually talked about it with several friends of mine on What do you think of it? Am I being crazy? You know, because sometimes <laughs> you think, okay, am I the one who's being unreasonable? And I think just, you know, having those friends around you saying, no, but it's fine. You know, what you're saying is fine. You have the right to say no. You have the right to put boundaries there. It's just helpful because you're like, okay, I'm not crazy. I'm not a bad person. I have friends and families around me who are telling me that this is reasonable. I have the right to set boundaries. And if you're in an environment where you cannot find a single person giving you support, as Amy mentioned, maybe, you know, talk to a professional, you know, call uh, a helpline, you know, to, to help you a little bit in your, in your journey or setting boundaries with people around you. Probably to wrap this up, 
after everything we said, and we talked about lots of things, <laughs> lots of things to do and uh, lots of food for thoughts. Probably the first step, the baby step, is to actually start small. Start small. I think in your setting boundaries journey, you have to start small. If you have never been able to set boundaries with people around you, it's going to be difficult from a day to another suddenly to be able to say, I'm setting boundaries now and I'm saying no to this and that and that. It's going to be difficult. You're going to feel guilty. You're not going to be able to do it. But start really, really small. Um, For instance, taking the example of the mother-in-law, you know, coming to your place every single day unannounced, spending three hours in your living room doing whatever. You don't necessarily have to someday, you know, come and say, you cannot come to my place ever again. <laughs> it's not that, you know, <laughs> start small. It's oh, maybe it's not possible for you to come on Wednesdays, you know, start small, really start small. Or um, that friend was constantly, you know, pinging you to come and spend time with her and let's do shopping and let's go for drinks and let's go there and let's do this and let's do that. Start by saying, no, maybe one out of, five times she's asking or start saying no to the drinks but you stay yeah you say yes for the shopping you know whatever it is but start small uh, because once you say no a first time and you realize oh actually that was okay nobody freaked out I, we're still friends it will give you a little bit of confidence and you start building your confidence on actually it's okay to say no Actually, it's okay to put boundaries. And then you'd be able to slowly build upon that and extend um, your boundaries and extend how you're setting boundaries with the people around you. So start small. Don't pressure yourself that from Monday, I need to set boundaries on everything. No, start small and build on that. See how people react. Build your confidence. Build your self-esteem. Clear up the people around you. Clear up who's in your circle and who's not in your circle and you will see the wonders that it makes to set boundaries so we hope you found this topic uh, interesting today and that uh, you're living with some interesting thoughts maybe with some ideas on how you can set boundaries with the people around you thank you again for listening to sisterly talk Thank you so much for listening to the second episode. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, all called Sisterly Talk. And don't forget to share, leave some reviews, and like our content. See you next time.